Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from John, the 10th chapter, the Good Shepherd text, where Jesus says, I am the Good Shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Dear friends of Christ, one of the greatest iconic images of the Christian faith is the image of the Good Shepherd. It's our our last stained glass window here uh, that is right next to me. And of course, as we look at that stained glass window, we're reminded of Psalm 23 that we just sang. The Lord is my shepherd. Um, I shall not want, which means I'm never in need. I'll never lack anything. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul, even in death. He restores us. And those are words that we hear as we're staring death straight in the face. We're breathing our last and we remember the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I won't lack anything. I can take this last breath. It's going to be okay. Those words are also here to help us during times of trial or during times of tribulation. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. It is okay. The Lord cares for me. The Lord loves me. It's going to be okay. You know, we live in Iowa, and uh, we have a whole lot of corn, but we don't have a whole lot of sheep, though we're an agricultural community. You don't drive by and see flocks of sheep grazing. Uh, You might see cattle, but seldom sheep. But that's not the way it was in Jesus' day. In Jesus' day, the sheep scattered the Judean hillside of Jerusalem. There were sheep everywhere. And the flocks were small back then not near the way we have flocks today and because of that the shepherd knew the name of every single sheep he'd give them all names kind of like you do your dogs and your and your cats your pets he would name each sheep and love and care for that sheep and the sheep depended on the shepherd by the way for survival because sheep are, are dumb animals and without they're so domesticated those sheep are so domesticated, they literally can't survive on their own. Um, the, the wild animals will come. Uh, they will die on their own. And if you raise sheep or understand sheep, you know that to be true. And the Bible calls us sheep. <laughs> Why? Because we wander into danger. We think we're self-sufficient. We think we can live without God. And we wander away from church, and we wander away from His Word, and we wander away from Jesus. And the Lord is concerned. The shepherd is concerned. So He searches for you. He calls you back. He says, please come back, especially in the day of COVID, right? Please come back. Please come back to worship. Start watching online again. Keep, 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 keep engaged, because it's so easy to stray, like a good sheep, to wander away. And we hear these words of comfort, Jesus loves the sheep. Jesus cares for the sheep. And so our theme this morning, the good shepherd who cares for you. Now I want you to know that the good shepherd not only loves you, not only cares for you, he knows you. He knows your name and he knows everything about you. He knows you more intimately than you know yourself. And do you know that you're privileged, privileged to be able to call Him your Savior? 
That's a privilege. It's a privilege to know him. It's a privilege to believe in him. And what's more, Jesus knows how much you need him. Even more so, he knows how much and how desperately you need him. You may not be aware as a sheep of your need for your Savior. You may think as a sheep that you're safe from Satan and safe from your sin and safe from hell. You as a sheep may not have any idea what's really going on, but Jesus does, the shepherd does, and he knows you need the good shepherd. He knows how much you need him. That's why he says, I'm the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. Now notice, he doesn't say, I am a good shepherd. He says, I am the, the definite article. I am the good shepherd. I am the only good shepherd. The language here is very forceful if you look at it in the Greek. And a very literal translation says, I am the shepherd, the good one. I am the shepherd, the good one. Which means, obviously, that there are a lot of other shepherds out there that aren't good. But he's the good one. He's the one that lays down his life for his sheep in Psalm. And then Jesus assures us that he's the shepherd of Psalm 23. The Lord is your shepherd, we confess. The Lord is my, my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. It's personal. He knows you and He calls you by name. Isaiah 43 says, But this is what the Lord says, The Lord who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, the church, fear not, I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. You belong to me. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. You were my sheep. I chose you. You did not choose me. With those words, Jesus claims you to be his own. Do you know what a privilege that is? That Jesus claims you to be his own. Talks about it in Psalm 100. It puts it this way. We are the sheep of His pasture. We are the people of His fold. Peter gets into all this good shepherd discussion too. Uh, So many of the Bible writers do. The good shepherd not only loves you today, Peter says, the good shepherd loves you for all eternity. And when the chief priest appears, when the chief shepherd appears, that's Jesus when He comes back again, when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Don't you see, Jesus has, and the Good Shepherd, has an eternity of blessings planned for you. You do want to be blessed for all eternity, don't you? Well, He has an eternity of blessings in store for you. Why? Because He's a Good Shepherd. He loves you. He cares for you. The Good Shepherd knows you far better than you know yourself. He knows your needs. He knows your concerns. He knows how much you need Him. He knows your failures. He knows your your strange things that you do in your life. He knows your sins. He knows your hardships. He knows your strengths. He knows your blessings. 
Jesus, what does he do with all that information? What does he do with all that knowledge? He knows everything about you, and what does he do? He lays down his life. He knows everything about you, and he says, oh no, they're in great danger. They can't live unless I die for them. He gave his life. I'm the good shepherd. I lay down my life for my sheep. He died that we might live. Sometimes we don't understand all that. We don't understand why. But he knows. He's a good shepherd. He knows you can't save yourself. He knows you can't deal with your own sin. He knows you can't deal with the devil. He knows you can't defeat death. He knows you are stuck in the curse. He knows the kind of problems you have. And so he comes to guide you. He comes to care for you. He comes to love you. He comes to save your soul for all eternity, to be loyal to you and faithful to you. And surely love and goodness, love and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Our text talks about other people who may not care for you. Our, talks, our text talks about other shepherds. They don't care for you, not like Jesus does. No one can. Our text talks about the hired hand. A hired hand is not a shepherd, and he doesn't own the sheep like Jesus owns the sheep. When he sees a wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and quickly runs away, so the wolf drags the sheep away and scatters the flock. Why do you think others run away from you in the sign of trouble? Have you ever felt like that, that when things are tough, everybody just kind of runs away? depends on what kind of life you live. If you live a life of uh, living in the Ten Commandments and the Lord has blessed you, sometimes you don't have those burdens. Sometimes you do anyway. But sometimes we as sheep stray so far from the will of God that we're ravaged by the sins around us and things get really tough because we become disobedient. And in our disobedience, life gets tough, broken, and then everybody runs away. In the sign of trouble, people don't care. And you look for anybody. Does anybody really care for me? Does anybody really care for me? And it doesn't seem like it. Not one person. The hired hand cares nothing for the sheep. He doesn't own the sheep. The hired hand is in it for himself. The hired hand is in it for what he can get out of you. For what he can get for himself. What, can he, what does our text say? It puts it this way. The hired hand is concerned about what he's going to get paid and not about the sheep. Jesus did not come for himself. Jesus did not come for selfish reasons. He came because he cares for the sheep. He came because he cares for you. It's personal. He knows you by name. He loves you. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to have his blessings. He wants you to live with him forever. He wants you to make it through the brokenness of this world. And so he came to save you. He came to give it all, give up everything that he had to win your soul for all eternity. The good shepherd cares for you. And Jesus sees the danger you're in. 
Sad thing is we don't. We really don't see the danger. But Jesus is concerned. Look at where that sheep is at right now. He calls you by name. Look where you're at right now. Look at the dangers that are all around you. The physical dangers, the spiritual dangers. He's concerned. These sins that can potentially lead you away from the Lord. These attitudes, these behaviors of the world that can lead you away from God. That can lead you away from the shepherd. And what does Jesus do with all that knowledge as He watches you as a sheep stray? As He watches the sheep wander away? What does He do with all that knowledge? He lays down His life for us. Isaiah 53 tells about our lost condition. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on Jesus, on Him, the iniquity of us all. David you remember the story back in, in Kings? He talks about the time when he was just a little boy, a shepherd, how he protected his sheep. David, the shepherd king. And as a shepherd, he had to defend his sheep against a bear and a lion. From a bear and a lion. He literally had to kill a bear and kill a lion and confront them to save his sheep. Because that lion wanted David's sheep. That bear wanted to eat David's sheep. Had to kill him. But that's nothing in comparison with Jesus the Good Shepherd has done for you. To protect you. He had to take on Satan and death. And it killed him. But he has the authority to lay down his life. He has the authority, though, as a good shepherd, to take it up again. And though saving you required his death, he lives. And the good shepherd conquered. He is a victorious good shepherd. And that's what we celebrate on Easter. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. It's still the Easter season. The good shepherd lives. The good shepherd's victorious. Now, I want you to understand His love. I want you to understand the, good, the love of, of God. Sometimes we don't understand that. And I want to be emphatic. Jesus did not give His life for you reluctantly. He did it willingly. Despite His knowledge of you. He willingly died. He joyfully died. He joyfully gave up His life. Who does that? Who joyfully gives up their lives? Only the Good Shepherd. Jesus says, No one takes my life from me. I give my life of my own free will. Now I want you to think about your life for a moment. I want you to think about all that's broken. I want you to think about all the hurt that you've had to deal with in your life that you've endured through all the pain that you've felt the emotional baggage perhaps that you carry Jesus understands all that you see Jesus knows that your life is a hopeless mess he knows your life is a, the same mess it's the same mess that he sees in my life same mess. 
He sees all that brokenness. And yet he still comes. He still comes to be your shepherd. Even more so, that's why he comes. Because he loves you. Because he cares for you. He hates the brokenness. He hates the hurt. He hates the pain. And he wants you to be forever blessed. Forever blessed. You do want to be blessed for all eternity, don't you? (laughs) Then stay within God's plan for you. Stay within the fold. Don't wander away from His Word. Don't wander away from His love. Unfortunately, as sheep, we're so apt to stray. It's the nature of sheep to wander away. But why would we stray? It makes no sense. Why would we want to stray? Why would we want to wander away from the Good Shepherd who cares for us and loves us? But it's the Lamb's nature to stray. And that's why God sent pastors. That's why God sent pastors to the people. To remind the people don't stray. To remind the people to stay firm. But God has powerful, powerful words to say about pastors. He has powerful things to say. Did you know we're shepherds as pastors? You've heard that before. You know, the pastors are shepherd of the flock. What does the Bible say about pastors? Well, it isn't always good. Listen to these words from Ezekiel. They preach a sermon. I'm not going to add to them. I'm just going to read to you Ezekiel's words and let it preach to you, especially considering yourself to be a pastor. Prophesy to these shepherds. Prophesy to the pastors. Tell them, this is what the Almighty Lord says, how terrible it will be for the shepherds of Israel who have been taking only care of themselves. Shouldn't shepherds take care of the sheep? You have not strengthened those who are weak. You have not healed those that were sick. You have not bandaged those that were injured. You have not brought back those who were strayed away or looked for those who were lost. You ruled them harshly and violently. And so they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for every wild animal. My sheep wandered all over the mountains on every, on every high hill, and they're scattered throughout the whole earth, and no one searched for them. No one looked for them. This is what the Almighty Lord says. I am the shepherd of the sheep, and I'm against the shepherds. The Lord Almighty says, I will search for my sheep myself, and I'll look after them. As a shepherd looks after his flock when he is with, uh, when he is with his scattered sheep, so I will look after my sheep, I will rescue them. You know, those are powerful words. Where are the shepherds today in the church? This was spoken at a time where the pastors weren't faithful. The prophets weren't faithful. The men of God weren't faithful. God holds them accountable. They're not good shepherds. God expects His pastors to preach His Word, whatever the consequence. He expects the pastors to preach His Word, whether the sheep like it or not. He expects the pastors to chase after the sheep, even if the sheep want to stay wandering. 
The people may have bad things to say about the shepherd and not appreciate the words of the shepherd. And what does God say? Well, He comes to protect you. He comes to save you from wild animals. He comes to save you from the attack of Satan. He comes to save you, to care for you, to love you, because Satan is a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He protects you from false prophets who want to destroy, uh, to tear at your flesh and destroy your soul. But don't be alarmed. Don't be frightened. You're safe. Why? Because God sent His Son, Jesus, to care for you. He sent His Son, Jesus, to protect you from Satan, to protect you from the ravages of your sin and the sin that's around you in your life. He came to rescue you. The Good Shepherd has come to get you, to protect you, to love you, to care for you, to save you. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. But Jesus also said, my sheep know me. You know Jesus. Do you know what a privilege that is? Do you know what a privilege it is to call him your, your, your good shepherd? To know that he loves you. He's committed to you. He's loyal to you. He's faithful to you. You know the shepherd. Return to him. Return to the Lord your God. Joel writes about that, and we sing it in our liturgy. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and abounding in steadfast love. Return to the Lord your God. Return to Jesus, and he will lead you. Return to Jesus and He will make you lay down in green pastures. Return to Jesus and He will lead you beside still waters. Return to Jesus and He will restore your soul. Return to Jesus and He will lead you in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He's a good shepherd and He loves you. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.